0: Mic check, a mic check. One two, one two. Mic check, one two, one two. It's a taste to consider podcast, and we are back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Let's go. Taste to consider podcast. We're back for another episode.
1: She do a thing thing, she wallin' wallin', she do a thing thing, go She she do a thing thing, she she do a thing thing. She, she just wanna shake something all of that gon' make money. She wala, she wallin' she do a thing thing, boo she wala wallin', she do a thing thing Says she like a rough, I'ma beat it up. You ain't never had a thug you gon' fall in love. Say sick and sit apart, yeah. Don't now. I'ma leave I said, oh, she Walla Walla, she do a dang dang lames, Get shot down, she do a bang bang. She attract rappers and the ones who do the same thing. Players in the league in the dope, but who things. All trying to pull up on her, all she do is lane change. They be in the air, one hundred be the main thing. Trying to lock her down, she ain't with the chain gang. Wanna make a wifey bud? No name change. She be on a goat. Chanel type of name change. She be stunning, she be on a Jackie She's Chain been thing. Been big said Rollie's in a skin. Let your thing swing. Might wear we'll the iced out, might plain chain. Either way, you know what time it is. Gotta maintain. Mr. Child's girl, not a P.F. chain thing. Whole crew bad, it's a pretty gang thing. Long hair, don't care, let it hang thing. Oh, sit up. She do a thing,
0: back she do a thing.
1: Like a vibe, I'ma beat it up you ain't never had a thug, you gon' fall in love. a lot of that liquid courage on a weight now. All yeah. my ladies digging size I know weight weight down. I said ooh, she well, pop up, can do a thing, say
0: singin' sit the a break That brain
1: thing, man, that ruby red, that shit done change things. I'm about to bust, but before I go bang, Let's bang go. Hold up. she climb up on it like she king call Back and forth on the table like she ping-pong She tell me play the dirty version of the cling song She tell me fucking in the dark with my bling on She do this thing to me, she know I like. She need no one to check, she know that might. She like when Spider-Man climb up them walls. She be so wet, feel like you in the falls. She like Niagara, man, kill Viagra. She make you confess fast and fuck up your swagger. She make you come back, got that boomerang. Oh, she be wildin' when she do her thing. When she do her thing. Say stickin' to the podcast. When she do her thing. Ooh, she be wildin' when she do her thing Ooh, she wildin Ooh, she wildin'?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Say so stick stickers to the fucking Oh no. Ooh, she Ooh, she she do
1: yeah. a thing she wildin wildin she do a dang, dang. Ooh, she wildin wildin she do a thing she, she, she do a dang, dang. She, She like it rough. I'm a beat it up. You ain't never had a thug. You can fall in love. A bottle of liquid courage on the weight now. I'm a lady's
0: thinking, so I know that they're down. Taste to Consider Podcast. We are back for another episode. Yes, indeed. We are back for another episode. This is a Taste to Consider Podcast. Let me officially introduce. The show. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and we are back. Back for another episode, episode 102. Yes, 102. 102 episodes. Back for another episode. I ain't even realized last episode that I didn't officially introduce the show. Hey, sometimes that be happening. I'm going to blame it on Mercury Retrograde. (laughs) As Scott says, my man Scott from Unprocessed Knowledge, check out his podcast. He got two new episodes out. Scott always says Mercury Gatorade. (laughs) But we back for another episode. Shout out to the UNU Network like i said unprocessed knowledge separate the two podcasts reservation for three podcasts three stars two bars podcast and of course me a taste to consider podcast yes we're back for another episode shout out to all the subscribers listeners followers all y'all shout out to all the all the new subscribers all the new followers i seen you on youtube and all that good stuff I just released episode three of Taste Reviews, Drink Edition. So check that out. I released it last night. So make sure y'all check it out. I appreciate all the uh, people who have uh, watched the show, all the new subscribers. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling the love. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it coming. Make sure you like, subscribe, download, follow, share. Do all them good things. Do all them things that show your support. Yes, we're back for another episode. Oh man, I was um uh things always change when it comes to the show. All I had a, a a song planned already for the pod, but in the midst of me pregaming I was in my fabulous mode, so I had to play a fabulous song in the intro. So yeah, here we go. Another episode. Yes indeed. I'm I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling pretty good, you know, um, back-to-back episodes. I ain't take no break this time. I know y'all happy about that. But I got content coming every week. Um, uh, You know, that's what it's playing. That's the plan. Every week, some content. Whether it's the podcast, the podcast should be every week. (laughs) You know, the summer is ending, so ain't going to be that much running around and stuff. So I should be having a pod every week. But... You know, um, I will be releasing the Taste Reviews Drink Edition every other week. So, you know, y'all got content for the YouTube page. Make sure y'all check out the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, Taste to Consider Network. So um, just type that in, YouTube. You know, you got everything right now in the podcast and the drink reviews. Uh, So the plan is to have more content coming as, you know, I grow and, and, and move the the network the the page on Instagram and all that good stuff and you know my main page my network page and even on Twitter you know um uh I'm on there heavy uh so yeah I appreciate all the support make sure y'all like share subscribe download all that good stuff comment you know what I'm saying send in stuff you can donate to the show as well cash app rip 81 it's my cash shop. So, yeah. Um, shout out, you know what I'm saying? I'm international. A taste to consider podcasts is international. Like a couple of weeks ago, I, I kept forgetting to mention this. But, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I've always had uh, listeners in Africa. I had listeners in New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand and some other con- other countries other than, you know what I'm saying, America. But uh, yeah, shout out to Africa, um, particularly um, the continent Africa, but the country Zambia. I found out and I'm pretty big in Zambia. <laughs> well, at least the the, the past couple of uh, months, I've been big in Zambia. So yeah, um, shout out to all the listeners over there. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, just, you know what I'm saying? Keep rocking with me. So we're going to get into this episode right now. You know what I'm saying? I got an uh, episode planned out for you. Y'all, y'all know how I do. I got my outline and everything like that. Um, So let's get right into the topics. Uh, Let me see where I'm at right now. Uh, Okay. So I got a clip. I'm going to start off with a clip. So, you know, the show always expanding as you go along. So for all the people out there who want to do any type of content or want to do anything, right? You know what I'm saying? Just do it. Um, don't wait for it to be perfect or nothing like that. You'll, you'll change things as you go. You'll expand as you go and all that other stuff. I'm a one man show right here and I, and things change all the time. Even with the, the, uh, taste reviews, drink edition. I had that idea years ago and I just never did it because I wanted everything to be perfect. But you know what I'm saying? I had to just, just sit my ass down and just say, go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? I got the camera, I got the lights, I got the microphone. Shoot, just go ahead and do it. Um, get the you got the glasses, you got some ice. Shoot, all you gotta do is buy the buy the bottles. <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing the taste reviews. You know, I'm I, I know for sure it's going to the the setup and everything is going to change because I already got ideas for how I actually want the show to look. But I just had to start, and I'm getting um. You know, uh, good feedback from it so far, even with me not feeling totally comfortable with it or or not my, you know, uh, final outcome of things. But just just do it. Just do it. And you just never know. You just never know how things going to change. That that idea you had in your mind might change. And, you know, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. That's not going to be the title of the show, though. (laughs) So I'm going to start off with a clip. Y'all know how I do. I got clips for days. I got clips for days. So I'm going to start off with this clip right now. This is Suki Hana. I don't know if everybody know who she is, but she's she's obviously somebody. So but I'm going to play this clip and we're going to get to rocking. Let's go.
2: Let me tell you something about okay. these men in the world. Bruh. Men are the, are the highest in the nursing homes. What? Mm. Let me tell you why. That the, the the moms and the grandmoms and the aunties and the sisters are all being taken care of out here in these streets. And they got people to nourish them and make sure they're straight when they get old. And the men is the only ones in the nursing home.
3: Cap. Yeah.
2: They deadbeats. They don't take care of their children. They cheat on a woman. They cheat on a wives with men. Oh they, don't, they, they 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 don't they don't help their family members. As soon as they get money, they get their girlfriend. They take care of their girlfriend. They don't take care of their mom. Their mom house falling apart. Roofs is is uh filled with water and black mold.
4: <laughs> All that sounds good, but fuck them feelings. Let's talk about facts. What demographic tends to populate nursing homes the majority of the time? Survey says.
2: And they want to be outside, flying these streets, taking drugs. And guess what? In the end, after they done cheated on everybody, done been disloyal to their children, but want to be they loyal to their homeboy. If you're not loyal to your children, you're not loyal.
4: See, a lot of women online's viewpoints tend to be very solipsistic, meaning they can't see past their own experiences. No other reality exists outside of theirs. Is it a fact that men of poor character exist? Yes. Yes. But women oftentimes... <laughs> Take poor character men and then generalize all men based on their facts. Anyway, keep
2: going. I'll do anything for y'all, homeboy. But when y'all get locked up, y'all want to call y'all baby moms and y'all women. But after all that you done did, you gonna get old, and guess what? Your dick gonna stop working. And you're going to need Viagra. And guess what? You're going to be sitting in a nursing home, and you have a nurse taking care of you, and won't nobody call you, just like when you get locked up in jail, don't nobody call your ass. And they don't answer no motherfucking phone calls, and they don't put no money on your commissary, because bitches is tired of y'all, and y'all kids can't stay.
4: It's easy to come online and just project and say a bunch of anecdotal shit that doesn't really add up to anything. It's no real facts, just total baseless projections. It's also easy to listen to a rapping, self-proclaimed prostitute, her words, not mine. First
2: of all, I come from a long line of tricks, and a long line of selling pussy. I'm not the first one.
4: Talk about things that she probably isn't well-researched in. I'm sure she never was a nurse, hasn't worked in a nursing home, and she probably hasn't interviewed any of the male patients of the nursing home to ask them why they're there who cares because if it resonates with your trauma then it's automatically true right it's easier to believe that the nursing homes are filled with ex-inmate deadbeats that are drug users and only stay loyal to their homeboys (laughs) but i want to know what y'all think stay focused and always remember that it's
1: a dirty game
0: (laughs) and and that that, that's straight facts right there um the age that the age or the, this, this, the cliche word that's being thrown around these days is era. The era that we live in today, the social media era, is people just be throwing around stuff and proclaiming it as facts. But it just be their feelings. It just be their feelings. There's no logic or no data behind this. It's just an emotional point of view. It's unbiased. It's subjective. And that's what I always be talking about. Like, that's why I say I don't debate. I'm not going to sit here and waste my time debating with anybody because most people don't know what debating means. Debating is based off of facts, factual information. I'll have a conversation with you. I'm open to any conversation, but that don't mean I got to agree with it. That don't mean I got to rock with it and even if i don't agree with it that don't mean i don't rock with you that just means i don't agree with it but the error that we live in today is is that if your opinion whatever statement you're making whatever experience you have if it doesn't resonate with somebody else or it isn't pandering or anything like that then it doesn't matter you shouldn't be speaking we we in the content creator era right now. So everybody's making content. And which I don't have a problem with. But you have to understand and know who to listen to and who not to listen to. Well, it ain't even listen to. You can listen to whoever you want it to. But are you going to believe it? Are you going to be a critical thinker? Or are you just going to follow behind it because this person is popular? Right? There's uh. You got to have some type of emotional intelligence, some type of just main intelligence, some objectivity, critical thinking skills to navigate in this world. But majority of the people in this world ain't doing that. So we're going to move on to another popular person. You can't even call these people celebrities today because it's a lot of people that are proclaimed celebrities, labeled celebrities, but aren't really celebrities, they just popular. But that is the social media era. That is the content created era we live in right now. So let me move on to the next clip. Let me pull this one up. So give me a second. (laughs) Here we go right here. This one is coming from another quote unquote celebrity who is just popular at the moment. Glorilla, another um, rapper, if that's what you want to call it. No shade, but I mean, hey, I'm older, so you know what I'm saying? I I come from a different era of rap. (laughs) So let me pull it up. Here we go.
2: And I just want to let y'all know, be toxic for the rest of your 20s. You only get one life. Live your toxic 20s. You never get to be 20 years old, 21, 22, 23, 24, none of that ever again in your life. Be toxic because don't get in your 30s thinking you could just go slashing tires and doing all this crazy shit. you too old for that now. You're too mature. Be toxic for the rest of your 20s. And if you're delusional, turn that shit up a notch. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your 20s. You only get to do this shit one time
0: hey
1: ladies so
0: this is what is being promoted this is this is the type of stuff that's being promoted by these quote-unquote celebrities these people with popularity these people with a a big uh following a big voice this is what they putting out there for the black women this is the type of shit right here so she's saying you should be toxic in your 20s what kind of shit is that what kind of shit is that? <laughs> Come on now. I'm I'm forty I'm forty uh forty one years old. I be forgetting my age sometimes because I feel so young. I look so young. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 in I'm in a good I'm in a good look a good space a good looking space good shape and all of that. But yeah, <laughs> this is the this is the times we live in. So. I experienced my 20s already. I experienced my 30s, all that good stuff. And granted, yeah, most people are still immature in their 20s. There's still immature people in their 30s, still immature people in their 40s. I mean, I've experienced it all. But this is just crazy that this is the stuff that's being put out there and people are rocking with it just because the person got some popularity or they – or The masses believe that they got money and stuff like that. So just because they popular or they in a bigger space or they got a few more dollars, supposedly, than the common folk that the things that they say is right. Like I said, I've experienced my 20s already. I experienced my 30s. I'm in my early 40s. So, I mean, I get it. I get it because that's always kind of been the quote unquote culture in the black community. To live this ratchet life and have fun. You know what I'm saying? If you live in ratchet, then you think it's you think it's fun. But doing all this stuff, you know what I'm saying, that that living that ratchetness and all that 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 ghetto, that, that quote-unquote hood life and all that other stuff. It may seem fun, but it's nothing but a drug. It's a, it's a, it's a quick dopamine hit. You know what I'm saying? It's a quick high. Um, me being older and experiencing things and being able to look back in my 20s and 30s, thank you, God. <laughs> you know, the best moments of my life have always been experiences that came from love and peace the times that i can go i can actually you know what i'm saying remember and they put a smile on my face and you know what i'm saying bring nostalgia and all that other stuff have all been centered around love and peace those other times, those ratchet periods and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? You have conversations with people you used to hang out with in your twenties and your thirties and stuff. You'd be like, damn, I don't oh for real, I don't remember that and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You you have like amnesia off these situations because they was only like some some quick hits. They like all the times that you've gotten drunk or you gotten high, or whatever vice you have <laughs> whatever vice you have and you wake up the next day and you don't remember what happened that's like those ratchet moments that's like those those hood moments those ghetto moments or whatever but this is the type of stuff that we celebrate and you know what i'm saying we push out here and people think it, that's Bible because the person is popular, or they got some sort of celebrity, or they they you know what I'm saying they they showing that they got some type of money, financial gain from all of this. So this is what we follow because I see it all the time where these type of uh women, these type of celebrities and stuff like that, and it's even dude, it's, it's it's guys too, um. They got some celebrity or some popularity. They be pushing this as well. You know what I'm saying? They be pushing this as well. And it's just like people be be defending this. They be like, oh, I just love, I just love her personality. I love his personality and all that other stuff. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just it makes no sense. It makes no sense that we keep following behind these people. I play plenty of clips talked about it plenty of times Malcolm X talked about how why is it that in the black community they always pushing the celebrities as our leaders but you don't see that in 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 any other communities you don't see it you don't see it at all but it's interesting because like recently um a little viral like i'm pretty I'm pretty active on Twitter as far as you know what I'm saying, uh, scrolling and you know, looking at content and stuff, and a little viral tweet that popped up was women wanting quote unquote "hood guys." And that went viral or whatever. And it was just interesting just to follow the conversation and stuff like that. So I'm going to go through some of the tweets that I uh, screenshotted and stuff like that. So here it goes. It says, it's not, matter of fact, let me let me go to the main, the main um, tweet that I saved that I started going through all of this stuff. Where is that at? Let me see. All right. Here's one in particular that <laughs> um kind of was interesting to me. Very interesting. It says it's not that she wants a quote unquote hood guy. She wants a man with personality. And for whatever reason, personality is what hood people do not like lack. And this this is this is new to me. Like I said, um, I've had plenty of experiences. I've been through my 20s and 30s. I've been around hood people, quote unquote hood people, quote unquote ghetto people and all that other stuff. Friends, family, associates, just random people I've been around. And I'm just like, where did this? How is it that they think that a quote unquote hood dude got personality or whatever? See, this is comes down to all of this programming and stuff like that. And a lot of these these dudes who are portraying these, these characters, you know what I'm saying? They basically cosplaying. Um, that ain't got nothing to do with no personality and stuff. They got to do with programming. We in in the, the quote-unquote black community, the quote-unquote black culture, people were just mesmerized by this because that's what's always been pushed to us. I mean, I can remember that all the way back in the 90s and shit, watching the Boys in the Hood movie, Minister Society, stuff like that. That seemed cool. That's the stuff that was been portrayed. It is just like coming up, all of the the um dudes and some of the rappers and stuff like that always was mesmerized and romanticized by the Italian mafia. They wanted to name themselves out there wanted to be that person and stuff like that. They thought it was cool. Scarface, the Godfather movies, Goodfellas, Casino, all that stuff like that. The movie characters as well as the real people. You know what I'm saying? John Gotti, all of those people. This stuff was romanticized. You know, for some reason... Our community romanticized that we fell in love with that. We wanted these are the people that we wanted to emu, emulate. These are the people that we wanted to be and stuff. And I'm not saying everybody, but that that's mainly what the culture was. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't cool just to have a regular job. You want to get money quick and all that other stuff. Um, just me. Last night I was watching the the latest episode of The Shy, and one of the young dudes on the show. The characters on there was talking about some. He want to make money fast. He don't want to work no regular job. His girlfriend was saying that she don't want to see him die and all that other stuff. And she was asking him, how long you going to do this and all that other stuff? And he was like, until, you know what I'm saying, I get this amount of money. It ain't going to be long. And and we know all that stuff in real life is a lie because dudes get caught up. Shoot. Even um the day before that, I was watching a, a documentary on Paramount Plus about the Supreme team. And um, if you don't know the Supreme Team, it was uh, Kenneth McGriff and, and, and his crew back in the, the the 80s and stuff like that. And then they even had uh, ties to Murder, Inc. record label and stuff like that. Had ties or, to 50 Cent um, with him being shot and all that other stuff. Like the, the mindset of these people, like particularly like the dude Kenneth McGriff who was the head of the Supreme team, he got out of jail, right? Irv Gotti, who was the president of Murder, Inc., told him, uh, you can come be the vice president of Murder, Inc. And you know what I'm saying? I'll give you a salary and all that other stuff. Six-figure salary, everything. The Bama said, nah, I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because then I'm not going to be Ken of Supreme or whatever name he was going by. Um at the time. He can only be that label or that title or that name. That name only hold weight if he was a boss. If he was the main boss. He couldn't be under nobody or whatever. And what happened? He ended up going back to jail. You know what I'm saying? Following that street life or whatever. Worrying about holding holding on to a name or a title or a reputation and stuff like that. And it's just crazy that we just we just get so caught up into that that stuff. But it, it's kinda it's just it's just to me it's 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 sad because like most of us know notice this, this this talk, this conversation or whatever that they be having around hood guys. And good guys and stuff like that. And I'd be lying if I sat here and say that I've never been in a moment where I've been romanticized about that that tough guy stuff and all that other stuff. But I ain't never want to go that far to be no no uh, gangster or no drug dealer and all that other stuff. Because I've seen the the consequences of that personally and my family and stuff like that so i know that it leads to nowhere and plus my mom and dad would whoop my ass <laughs> but yeah that just never was me but i understood you know what i'm saying why people would be romanticized by it and stuff like that and it makes sense especially with me getting older and understanding propaganda programming and stuff like that the system in place and and it's just sad that we so caught up into that and we think that's what we got to, that's the only way. And I get it. Some people, if they haven't seen anything outside of that, then, yeah, they're going to get caught up into it and, and only look at that's their only option. So I get it. I, I will never sit here and say that I don't understand. I've never been poor, poor. You know, but I get it. I've been around enough people, um, on both sides of the tracks, to understand the decisions and the choices that they made. But yeah, it's it's crazy that the for to see this conversation still happening while I'm in my forties for them to be saying that hood dudes got more personality or they cooler and stuff like that but that says a lot about you know what I'm saying their mindset their per, their personality and all that other stuff but it's just a, it's just a sad situation that we still out here following these it, it it's people that's older than these these two women these two celebrities these two rappers that's you know what I'm saying co-signing the stuff it's it's it's, it's just wild to me And, like, some of the tweets was even saying, like, hood dudes are happier. Like, that that is mind-boggling to me because from my point of view, them niggas ain't happier. Them bamas is dealing with, like, a lot of mental issues. PTSD, depression, anxiety. And, like, I always say, I'm not a mental health professional. But one thing I know for sure is that I can see when somebody is dealing with some sort of mental illness. And a lot of dudes that's in those predicaments are dealing with a lot of traumas and stuff. But, you know, the the world we live in today is pushing this uh, this. Um, this this quick excitement this quick stimulation um this feeling protected this quick money fast money trips cars materialistic type stuff then that's what people is going to run to is 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 like being addicted to toxicity negativity dysfunction all that other stuff people want to have that 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 quick feeling of being alive and stuff that quick that quick fix of 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 being you know having that excitement in that in that present moment it's just it's just quick quick hits it really is in our community we we got so many different type of drugs that aren't even um are able to be physically seen. It just ain't the alcohol. It just ain't the 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 coke, the heroin, and the weed and all that other stuff. It's attention. It's money. Is you know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's so many things that we looking to stimulate us to get us out the 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 dread or the sadness, the hopelessness, all that stuff. But let me move on from that. Let me see where I'm at right now. Yeah. Let me move on to the Blackity Black Woke segment. So um, I'm going to start out. I'm going to comment a little bit on on the Trump stuff. So I, it, it's just all interesting with this Trump stuff, these indictments that's happening. And I don't find any. Let me say this first. I'm not a Trump supporter. I can care less about the Republicans or the Democrats. So whatever I say, I'm not defending Trump. I'm not defending the Democrats. I'm not defending the Republicans. But you have to be able to get out of your feelings and see that all of this stuff is by design. Because they know that if they don't get Trump out the way, he going to be in office again. He going to be in office again. And they, the Democrats, are using every tactic that they can. And usually... The Democrats always find a way to use a black person to do their bidding. And that's what is pretty much I feel, I feel is going on in the situation in, in Georgia with um, the prosecutor, the black uh, woman that is prosecuting Trump. I feel like, you know, what I'm saying even if even if it isn't by uh true design with the Democrats pushing her to do it, I feel like, you know, what I'm saying. She she wants she wants to make a name for herself. And that's what she's doing. But let me play this clip right here. This is a clip of Amanda Seals. (laughs) Amanda Seals um, talking about Democrats and Republicans and stuff. This is a very interesting clip because of how it starts off and then how it, it goes after that. Like she I'll get it. So let me play the clip
5: different argument and then that tends to evolve to the people that feel that well it doesn't matter because democrats and republicans are the, are same. the same which is also unintellectual thank you am i have to speak on that well i think there's something to be said for the fact that there's a difference between similarities and the same yes. and i know that that may seem very <laughs> nuanced but it's an important nuance uh, yes. because anytime people are in the same place, they will share similarities. Me and you share similarities. We are mm-hmm. not the same. Yes. And it is, and it is a dis, it is a, um, what's the what word I'm looking for? Disingenuous. It's disingenuous. It's disingenuous. And it's also, it's disingenuous and simply just erroneous to suggest mm-hmm. that we are the same because we're just not like, yeah. you know, on, on, on the surface deep. It's just not. So when we look at Democrats and Republicans, first of all, it is a straw man argument to talk about the past when the present is happening so loudly and in such a prevalent way. So you can tell me all day long about Joe Biden and the 94 crime bill. And I get it. I fucking get it. But it's 2023. Do you? Okay. And in 2023, I don't. I don't feel Joe Biden is showing up in 2023 the same way he was in in 1994, but you know who is? An entire party, okay? So there's that. I think there's also something to just really address in that you have one party that has a shared platform of oppression and this is on a local and federal level, and it is being carried out through action, and it is being displayed through actual examples of gaslighting and lying just all the time. Like, there's no shame in it. These people specifically asked for a specific special counsel to be assigned to Hunter Biden. They got what they asked for and then started a campaign of this person is corrupt. This, I, I-
0: Let me stop it here. What the hell does Hunter Biden got to do with that question? Okay. So let me start by saying, let me go back to the beginning with the show. People be so caught up into their feelings and rocking with a team or a side that they can't separate themselves, detach themselves from these emotions, these feelings. So she's all over the place at this point. She said, um, Joe Biden, then the 94 crime bill ain't no different than now how isn't it how isn't it ain't nothing changed for for black people since biden has been in office nothing nothing has changed we haven't gotten anything we still getting knocked upside our heads we still the highest people going into jails and all this other stuff ain't nothing changed so how is Biden different now than he was back then he's still speaking the same shit shit he was speaking the same shit before he got in the office when he told them black people on that zoom call that I played on one of my past episodes that you ain't black if you don't vote for me shit all the shit that he said when he was on the breakfast club if you ain't you ain't black if you don't vote for me The audacity, the entitlement in his voice when he was saying all this shit. We think, she talk about straw man. Obama is basically a straw man. Kamala Harris is a straw man. Straw man. All these black people in these offices are straw man. Because they not representing us. The Congressional Black Caucus is a straw man. They not representing us. They just there to be faces they just dare to be shields they just dare to be puppets what does hunter biden gotta do with this question (laughs) so
5: can't even wrap my mind around yeah
0: you can't wrap your mind about it because you you just so damn emotional off of the situation so of course, y'all know I make clips of myself when I have these these thoughts or whatever. I don't want to lose these thoughts. So here's a here's a clip, a little quick little clip that I played after when I first seen this this uh, interview with Amanda Seals. Here we go. The Republicans conservatively keep shit away from black people, while the Democrats liberally give it to everybody else but <laughs> black people. And yeah, I mean, that's what's going on. I've always I would rather hear the Republicans say exactly what they doing, what they don't like, and all that other stuff. We know I rather see, I rather hear it, see it up front, so I can know how I'm gonna move in this situation. But we blindly following behind these Democrats while they liberally giving out shit to everybody else, LGBTQ plus ukrainians all the everybody else asian community let the hispanic latino community but we just sitting here begging and fighting for these these people who ain't don't even give a fuck about us they liberally giving it to everybody else but us but you still rocking with them because you caught up into your feelings and you you worrying about playing the side. This ain't no football game. This ain't no basketball game. This ain't no baseball game. This ain't wrestling. This real life. And like Malcolm said, rest in peace, we are political chumps. Moving along. Where I'm at? Blacky Black Woke segment. I'm going to save this one for next week. This one pretty long. So I'm going to just move on to this one. Paper straws deemed, quote, eco-friendly, end quote, contain petitionally toxic chemicals which could pose a risk to people. Wildlife and the environment, a study has found. And how am I not surprised by this? But honestly, there's chemicals going on everywhere. They they spraying chemicals in the sky, putting chemicals in our food, trying to get people to put juice in their body that's giving you blood clots and all this other stuff and you're still catching the the you know what and yeah. But outside of that, fuck them paper straws. <laughs> fuck them paper straws. Them paper straws is the stupidest invention ever. I've been saying this from the moment that they, they start bringing them, them damn things out. Them shits is stupid as hell. You got a damn near, you can't buy no extra large drink with no paper straw. Because by the time you get to a quarter of drinking that damn drink, your damn paper straw going to be soggy. Soggy ass straw. You, you sitting here drinking paper and soda at the same damn time. You got carbonated liquid. With a paper-ass straw. What sense does that make? (laughs) So speaking of Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden moves into a $15,000 a month Malibu home. And his taxpayer-funded Secret Service detail into a $16,000 a month home nearby. Look. I can care less about if Trump go to jail, him getting arrested or whatever. All these bammers is criminals. All these bammers is using their power, their connections, their money to get by. And they shitting on us. Straight shitting on us. So that's the end of the blackity black. (laughs) Woke segment. But just, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's the end of the blackie black woke segment so moving along to the meat of the show the meat of the show i got a clip for you let's go
6: Number one thing that brothers are telling me in the counseling office that they want in their relationship is R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Let me tell you today what respect looks like to your man. Number one is admiration. Do you admire him as a man? Number two, appreciation. Do you appreciate him for who he is and for what he does? Number three, surrendering and submitting to his leadership that you allow him to lead. Number four, respect says I will pay you attention as my man. I will give you undivided attention. Number five, uh, respect is I will make myself available for you. Number six, I will keep myself attractive for you number seven i will attend to your needs and number eight i will articulate your love language do yourself a favor and be sure that you are giving him the respect that he needs and deserves so that you can get the love that you want
0: it's reciprocal everything has to be reciprocal but you know just piggybacking off the last episode you know How we operate in our quote unquote community and how the culture represents itself and projects itself. You know, everything is transactional. Especially when it comes to romantic relationships. Everybody is fighting for their position. Everybody is looking at everything from a black and white point of view, right or wrong perspective. And sometimes it calls for that. Sometimes it, you just have to get down to the nitty-gritty. You just got to get down to what's right and what's wrong. But most of the time there is a lot of gray area in place. And black men don't feel as though that they're loved, they're heard, they're seen and that their efforts are appreciated or even reciprocated, and I'm not talking about all men- all black men because I know there's some ain't shit black men out there, just like there ain't there is some ain't shit black women out there, so if this is triggering you, then there might be a reason for that, and I get it I'm not above being triggered. Of some shit that that is that gotta do deal with me <laughs> and you know what I'm saying in my present walk in life you know I'm not perfect nobody's perfect black women aren't perfect <laughs> y'all have flaws black men have flaws, but we should be working as a team that's why I always try to speak. The term partnership when it comes to romantic relationships, because, you know, what I'm saying it's easy to relate to somebody. You can relate to anybody walking down the street. We all relating to each other in some form or fashion. But when you're in a romantic relationship, you're supposed to be partners. You're supposed to be working together. You're supposed to be a team. And. A black man is much more than just protecting and providing. He has feelings. We got to get out of this. This programming, this this way of thinking, this this narrative and this projection that black men are just only worth a couple of things that, you know what I'm saying, we're basically feeling as though that we're tools, you know. But uh, we're responsible for that as well. We got to stop conducting ourselves in that manner. And a lot of dudes can't get themselves away from that because it's all about, you know what I'm saying, getting that money and being able to show that you can have this, having this, this, this bravado, you know what I'm saying? Pushing that ego out there that, you know what I'm saying? That this is what you, you only made for. Just speaking about, you know what I'm saying? Relating relationships and stuff. Uh, majority of the people in the black community are just relating from traumas we all just relating from traumas majority of us you know a lot of us ain't doing the work a lot of us are just attached to our trauma so much that we look at it like this is who we are this is who we have to be in order to survive a lot of us are in survival mode we're just straight in survival mode, totally in survival mode. we we walking around on the fence at all times trying to protect ourselves. A lot of the stuff that we are even attached to ain't even ours. That's when it comes down to the generational curses. we holding on to stuff that has been told to us, been taught to us, the programming and all that other stuff in society, Our good, good girlfriends, our moms, our dads, our aunties, our uncles, our friends. You know, we holding on to other people's emotions and stuff.
7: is one of the very small sneaky ways that women don't realize they make their men feel insufficient you know when me and wifey are getting in the car we have an electronic gate I already have an agenda things i need to calculate I check my rearview mirror put in a gps checking the time all the manly logistical things close that gate is blaring through my ticket tape a lot of times she'll be like close the gate baby The previous version of myself, I could feel his angst and I got it. Of course, I'm gonna close the gate. I don't need to confront these aspects of what can rise into conflict, but I notice it. And if it goes unchecked, those little pockets instill seeds of doubt that our women feel like we are capable, sufficient. Sometimes, let me fail first. As non-sinister as it may be, from the woman to the man, our premium job is to protect. Like, baby, make sure you close the gate. I feel the echo. the feeling of a deeper part of myself was not trusted by previous partners not listened to there's also the possibility of yo watch me do this my way and watch me succeed it makes me feel good to show you that I got it I don't even need you to put forth the effort telling me baby make sure you close the gate and a lot of times we don't have the emotional intelligence to even realize don't you know I'm gonna keep us safe don't you know I'm already thinking about that and start to pile up and it may not even be a situation where that man will actually address that nuance frustration will mount and when it's time for us to have a disagreement somewhere completely different that resonates do is still in that man's
0: system and he's totally right um because let me say this men black men know how to communicate we know how to communicate that's not the issue yes do we have issues expressing ourselves emotionally understanding our emotions and stuff like that yeah that could be an issue communicating No, that's not. But like I previously said, a lot of people and just speaking on black women in this moment. Already had a certain narrative or a certain emotion projected onto them to feel as though that they can't trust a black man or they have to always be in this protective mode. Or always be on the lookout or always be in this sort of uh, mothering type of role that they won't let uh, the man actually live his life, live his life, be himself, make mistakes, learn things. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, a large distrust on the black woman's side to feel as though that they can't trust the man to do what he needs to do or what they actually want him to do because it may feel as it may look bad in other people's eyes or it may be an embarrassment you know like I always talk about it all the time and on just this aspect of being in a romantic relationship when a woman is cheated on what's the first thing that she said you got me out here looking stupid you got you out here embarrassing me that's the first thing that comes to comes out of their mouth that's the first thing that comes in their mind they don't even rush they don't even rush to their feelings first or, of actually processing what happened in that moment they are solely focused on how they look into somebody else And that goes on every aspect of their relationship with that man that they have. How are they going to be looking in this moment? It's not about their, their, their emotions with their man in that situation. It's their emotions and how they're looking to somebody else, to another woman. Men... Should have the same grace, they should have the same opportunities as women do to be able to learn, to live life, to make mistakes, to grow, to evolve. But because a narrative has been pushed, a projection has been pushed, an emotion has been placed upon another woman. We don't have that luxury. We gotta. Fi- we feel as though that we got to be perfect 24-7. 24-7. That we can't do no wrong. And when we do wrong, when we make a mistake, something that's totally human at times. And I'm saying something that's totally human at times. I'm not saying that every quote-unquote mistake should be given, you know what I'm saying, this total... This total grace or this total you know um leeway, because some things shouldn't you know, especially when you're in that relationship and you're having conversations and you're actually communicating and you're actually pointing things out of what's making you feel bad what 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 is not a preference for you and stuff like that, then yeah, of course. But it it shouldn't be a situation Where A man is always feeling As though he's insufficient That he's not capable He's not able He's not worthy Or he's not enough
8: Can your man lead you? Even when he's learning how to. That's a convicting question right there. Because us women. We like information. We like details. Because it provides a sense of security. And stability. And
7: And
0: she says it right there. Starting off. The information and stuff is providing security. and, And all that other good stuff. That's fine. But. You can't always be in control in every situation. And what I. And from my experiences, women tend to want to be in control in every situation because they don't want to look a certain way or they don't want to feel any type of pain and stuff like that. Because it's like a it's like a wave of it coming to them at all times from other experiences that they they're hearing from somebody else or what they're saying on social media or reality TV or some soap opera, or some movie, or something like that. So it's ingrained into them that they they their life has to be coordinated in a certain way. It has to be routine in a certain way. Their whole romantic love life has to be in a certain routine. And anything that is outside of that or deviates from that routine that they've been shown or been projected upon them from some other woman that it is not secure there is no and that's why I have a problem with that quote-unquote soft girl error because that's that quote-unquote soft girl error is giving a false um narrative of what a woman should be doing or what she's supposed to be experiencing and what she's supposed to be feeling. Let me just play the rest of the clip.
8: (laughs) This isn't bad, however, it can come from the wrong place.
3: When we know all
8: the details and we got the move, what, when, where, how, why, that's when we will determine if we move
0: or not. They They will only give that man a chance Think that he's sufficient. Think that he's worthy. Think that he's actually a masculine man if everything goes according to their plan, their routine, or, their, or what's been placed upon them. And that's not right because they have the luxury of going out and making mistakes, trying different things, and learning stuff. Um Quote unquote failing or quote unquote succeeding Or just producing a result of something
8: But is that what it actually means to be led When we have this mentality We will unknowingly Number one Put a standard of perfection on that man And number two we
0: A perfection on him We gotta be shooting 10 for 10 We gotta be shooting 10 for 10 we, we can't miss no free throws out here. We can't miss no free throws out here or we going to the bench. We going to the bench. Damn, that's the first burp. Burp number two. We going to the bench or we getting cut? We getting released. It's over. It's over. He ain't shit. Girl, he ain't, he ain't this. He can't do this. He ain't no man. He ain't no real man. He ain't he a bum. All that
8: will not give him room to grow as a leader when you read the bible it says god told abraham to leave his father and his mother's house and go into a land that he will show him now i don't want to focus so much on abraham i want us to look at the life of sarah she followed her man even when she did not have that much information and that must be something that we commend her for Right, so the revelation that she got out of this, the revelation that she had, and which I believe many of us women need to grab on hold to, is can your trust be so deeply embedded in God that the trust that you have for your man is in the knowing that God will lead
0: him? That's a big thing, and I talked about this all the time and and I realized this at a young age that um just. Off of my experiences with like my parents and stuff like that, that I don't and a lot of people don't have true faith or trust in God because of the experiences that they have with their parents, particularly with their father, because of how the narrative is, is, is spewed out there in the world that God is a man. And God is the is your is our father. So, we look at God and be like, "You know what I'm saying? we have this 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 term embedded in our head that God is our Father, but then some people don't have good relationships with their father, don't even know their father and all that other stuff don't tr- so they ain't there's naturally there's not gonna be any trust, they ain't gonna have no faith in them so what do you think that's gonna have?" That's how you think their relationship is going to be with God. You're not going to have no faith and no trust in God. Your father, because you don't even have trust and faith in your physical father. But ultimately. Yes, I think a man can lead while he's learning. You're going to be learning until the day you die. At least you're supposed to, right? you supposed to. There ain't going to be no, no perfect paths. There ain't going to be no perfect roads to nothing. Shoot. We driving down the road every day. We hitting potholes, manholes, <sighs> something going on. Shoot, we don't catch the light. We... We hit traffic, you know what I'm saying. A lot of times, I use traffic as a metaphor for life, and it's not perfect. Getting to your destination is not perfect. It's not. One of the things why why I'm in traffic all the time, like I'm an I'm I'm a pretty aggressive driver, and I like to get to where I'm going. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, it'll be times where, you know what I'm saying, I'll speed, go around somebody or whatever and get to the light, the light red, and then the person that I speed and go around, they they come up right behind me or beside me or whatever. But am I supposed to look at it like, you know, um, well maybe I, I shouldn't be so much in the, in a rush? Sure, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. But another way of looking at it is, sometimes you get into that destination you get into that end goal you get into that um the end of that that goal or that challenge may be different than somebody else who has that same that same goal or that same challenge or that same dream but you're not supposed to be dictating somebody else's pathway somebody's speed or rate when they're supposed to get to it. You're just supposed to be worried about yourself. And that's one thing that we don't do because we so in, in this, this uh, era of not trusting each other, of not being, feeling secure, holding, holding our security or placing our security in somebody else's hands and stuff that we just can't walk our path let the other person walk their path, come together however we supposed to come together, compromise, communicate, all that other stuff, and see where it leads us. No, we don't want to do that because we so in a rush of trying to control things. And that's what the social media area is doing. It's, it's hiding the situation. Like it the stuff always been there social media is like any other substance any other drug out here it just heightens it like this stuff has always been there just like the how they say you you when you get money and the way that you act is always the person that you was when you get some form of power that's the person you always was like that that it always been there those thoughts, those perceptions, those actions, all that stuff always been there. But now it's just heightened. A lot of people, when, when they drink, what they do, they get, more, they get more loose, they get more open, and they say it's the truth serum. You, you become more yourself, and you see how these people act when they getting drunk. You see how these people act when they're getting high. Who are they, who are they really acting like? Are they more anxious? Are they more rambunctious? Are they more, do they calm down and chill and relax? Are they more funny and stuff like that? Next clip.
3: What women need to know about men is that men are very sensitive because in being the giver, you are completely dependent on the receiver to make what you give valid. So if the woman does not appreciate or accept what he's giving and makes conditions like, don't give me that, give me something else, or don't give it this way, give it some other way, it frustrates the masculine instinct of the man and uh, they withdraw and just give up.
0: I'm gonna play that again because as short as it was, it was deep as
3: hell. What women need to know about men is that men are very sensitive Because in being the giver, you are completely dependent on the receiver to make what you give valid. So if the woman does not appreciate or accept what he's giving and makes conditions like, don't give me that, give me something else, or don't give it this way, give it some other way, it frustrates the masculine instinct of the man and uh, they withdraw and just give up.
0: We, We shut down. We just straight shut down. We straight shut down if we don't feel like we're being appreciated for the things that we are doing. We got to be up, we got to, you know what I'm saying, live up to the standard of, of what's out here or, you know what I'm saying, competing with, with another uh, relationship or with another dude um, that's on social media talking some 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 good shit or pandering or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just never no situation where we will actually feel appreciated for the things that we are doing. So we will shut down when we're speaking our feelings, speaking our emotions, or trying to be vulnerable in the moment, and we're saying that, you know what I'm saying, we're being told we're being soft or we don't matter or we'll, in the moment, it, it's it seems as though that what we're saying is is mattering, but then the same actions keep coming out. We keep getting the same results, from the things that we doing or saying. You know, like in the clip he was talking about we're dependent. We're dependent upon um what we what we're getting, you know, um what we're giving and what we're getting. You know, we're dependent upon we we out here, whatever we do, it's just like we we run in a race of 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 no end. There's no end result in this race because once we jump over that, that, that first hurdle, we think in the finish line coming and here come
3: another hurdle, another one. Beings need to feel needed, men more so than women, because men can't seem to justify their own existence. So unless they're needed, useful, productive, making a difference, they can't tolerate their own being. A man, when he gets married, needs to know that he is useful, necessary, important, that he is needed. So the worst thing a wife can say to her husband is, never mind, I'll do it myself. Anything the husband offers, accept it graciously. Give him credit for it, even if it's not exactly what you need from him. But if you accept what he's giving, then you can move him to what you really need from him. But if you reject what he's giving, <laughs> he'll quit. You emasculate him.
0: On a 100 episode, son from Three Stars, Two Bars was saying that. He was like, you know, getting, getting these compliments, this appreciation and stuff will fuel you. And that's for anybody. It'll fuel you. Like, why don't why can't we have why can't we have that same? Um, <laughs> why can't we have those same things? You know, why we why we can't get that same space, why we can't get them that same grace. I hate saying these words over <laughs> and over again, but like the era that we live in is like these are the words that's just being thrown around all the time or whatever and i hate having them in my head so much um because it's like stifling my my vocabulary (laughs) but yeah these type of things that not feeling appreciated and stuff like that emasculates us it makes us feel insufficient it makes us feel like you know what i'm saying we just a tool makes us feel like you know well what's the purpose of us even being here like that's why the the suicide rate is so high with black men because we feel as though that we have no worth. We feel as we feel that we got to be perfect twenty four seven. We we can't get no type of no um no type of like appreciation, no congratulations, no no love, uh, no no nurturing, no care for nothing that we do. You know. And and just going back, piggybacking off of a couple of clips ago, you got to just let men do their thing, you know? We I've seen plenty of clips on social media all the time about this, you know what I'm saying? Um, you ask a man to do something, but five minutes later, if he ain't do it, then you just jump and do it. Why you just can't let him do him? Why you just can't let him be him? You got to... S- <laughs> We're taught to pursue women. Yes. We're taught that, like, look, no, and, and I, I know how it sounds. Roll with me for a moment. <laughs> look at, look at, look at what we're taught about love through fantasy. The woman is always trapped somewhere. The man always has to go on some long conquest. Ooh. She, she becomes the prize immediately upon rescuing her, and he becomes a hero
1: immediately upon rescuing her. Not by providing for her after, not by maintaining a house for her after. She doesn't have to do for him it's all about the game so when he talk about a man wanting a damsel in distress that's what most of us were taught to Whoa, oh you have God. to unlearn things like that a man has to sit with himself long enough to say who am i for
0: real right. And what do i actually bring to the table to where i don't need a woman to validate what
1: i got going on but to sit up here and villainize a man for doing what we taught to do oh. brother crazy
0: yeah and that's what I talk about with the programming and stuff. We live in this this Disney this Disney world where you got the princesses and the prince charmings coming to save them and stuff like that, but there's nothing after that. There's there's no there's no story after that. You know, there's no story of the woman, you know what I'm saying, appreciating the the man for for what he did and the things that, you know what I'm saying, he he can do in the future anything like that. And like I was saying, like men we caught up into that as well. Our whole identity is wrapped around being this just protector and provider. Nothing else. We can't be we can't be a human, we can't have dreams, we can't have goals or whatever. That's why a lot of people uh, men and women just jump and 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 want to do take on a certain career and stuff like that because of the ideal of it what it represents in society as opposed to what they really want to do and with us men we just so caught up into this chase that's what that's what we we've been told to to look at it as we got a chase we got a chase but there's plenty of men out here who got options and that who can have options based off of their looks you know what I'm saying, their money, their cars, and all that other stuff, um, and just them, their personalities, and, you know what I'm saying, being able to make somebody laugh, their intelligence and stuff like that. But we don't, we don't run to those those internal things. We run to the external things, you know what I'm saying. Um, so it's, it's like a lot of men out here just, just scraping and surviving. You know, we going to work ourselves to the bone, just so we can say that we taking care of our our woman, we taking care of our kids, and not saying that there's nothing wrong with that, but can we you know what I'm saying, actually have some enjoyment in life <laughs> and like it says in the clip, we villainized if we do something outside of that, you know what I'm saying, if we not portraying this fantasy or this Disney role, so to speak? <laughs> but that just speaks to you know what i'm saying the trauma and piggybacking on last episode when i was talking about how um when i referenced myself and how um that particular post about you know uh a man growing up with a mom who's didn't show a lot of affection or whatever and he 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 pretty much grows up and is attracted to that same type of woman and he's living that same life. He's he's basically become a giver or um, a chaser. He's trying to please his partner in any type of way. And this goes for this could go for women as well. Chasing after that that dad, you know, what I'm saying that dad role or that that dad womb. You got your mom wounds and your dad wounds. And and that goes on both sides. It's guys out here, you know what I'm saying, trying to fulfill that through their boys. There's women trying to fulfill that that mother wound through their 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 girlfriends or whatever. Through their daughters and and guys through their sons living through them and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's that all speaks to childhood trauma. And I can I can I'm a clear example as I've talked about plenty of times that, you know, all this stuff becomes a conditional a, a conditional task, or it, it becomes transactional or is conditional love. You seeking conditional love and you living your whole life chasing after something because you never fully build it, build up your self-confidence or your self-worth or your self-esteem and stuff like that. It's just it's it's sad, you know, and a lot of people always look at it like childhood trauma is only sexual abuse and stuff like that. But that's not the only thing that it involves, you know, it 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 comes through emotional and mentally as well. You know, your parents belittling you, you know, calling you out your name, um, projecting whatever feelings that they have to your mom or your dad onto you because you may remind them of them or you may look like them or you just may be the person there at the moment that they can only take that out on. That's the, that's stuff that I've experienced before. You know, it isn't always, um, just centered in, in, uh, physical abuse. It can be emotional and mental as well. Shoot. It can be other other In other ways, moving around a lot, you know what I'm saying, not having a stable home, um you know uh not having enough food, not seeing your parents struggle financially and stuff like that. these are things that you have to take heed of, you know what I'm saying these are things that you have to be aware of, and so why am I always on the move? Why am I always moving from job to job? Why am I always hustling to get get a dollar? Why I got all these jobs or whatever? You know? Um, why am I always chasing after these type of women? Why am I always chasing after these type of men? Stuff like that, you know? These are parent wounds. Childhood trauma. Is I mean, is it's unfortunate. It's sad to have to experience this stuff, but it I mean, that's that's what's that's what's out here that's just particularly in the black community <laughs> you know that's 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 part of our our culture but let me move on um i came across this post and i thought it was uh relevant to the the theme of the episode the conversation as a whole so it says um this one is from uh uh social media influencer uh kitty rose uh Played a couple of clips of her plenty of times on the pod. Um, And this is the caption that she had. It says, and if you have sons, think about how your negative orientation to men will impact them. It says, to my lovely vice versa women, how can you desire to be in a relationship with a man and pretend he doesn't have feelings? How can you deny that your behaviors and actions can impact him just as his can impact you? Is it hard to see that you are not perfect? No one is perfect. Just because you're not perfect doesn't mean you're deficient. When addressing men's feelings in videos, what's driving your need to comment? Vice versa. And even not, even outside of videos. I know she's talking about social media videos because you see that all the time. I know I see it on Twitter all the time. Instagram. That vice versa crap. All the damn time. And I get it. But come on now. We got to like it's just always this this shit where people don't want to take accountability people projecting and all that other stuff like allow people to have their their moments allow people to be vulnerable allow people to express their emotions and stuff like that but that's not that's not the times that's not the era we live in because it always got to be uh well, you did this and all that other stuff. Well, you did this that day. People holding on to stuff, you know. It's just never a moment where a a, a man can actually sit there and point his feelings out or the things that he's experiencing, the things that he has issues with because something is thrown in his face that's quote unquote similar or something like that. <laughs> Going back to the Amanda Seal, similar but not the same. <laughs> more men are walking away from their marriages and relationships due to a lack of respect appreciation inclusion consideration acknowledgement or from being treated as a child and that's that's what i talked about previously in this episode about how um so many women out here just in this era of not trusting and and all that other stuff and having emotions and narratives and stuff pushed upon them that they feel as though they got a mother or a grown-ass man and they'll believe it too they'll believe that this man is acting like a child because either he's trying to be vulnerable or he's not doing things when they want him to do it etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> heal your hurt all men are not the same a few bad apples shouldn't spoil the bunch we need to create more safe spaces for our boys and men. The world is cruel enough to them. And it's a book that I got upstairs. I I haven't totally read the book, but it was a portion in it from Ayana Van Zandt. And she pointed out how, you know, mothers... Uh, breeding the actual men that they're complaining about and i know i i know women i know some women hate hearing that but it's the truth like mother wounds are like very important like not saying that father wounds and fathers in the household or fathers in your life and stuff aren't important both are important but let's be honest mother mother's relationships with their child male or female just had it's just a different thing like it's funny how some women always want to talk about you know how important the mother is when she's giving birth and all this other stuff but when it comes to being accountable for how that child comes out then they got to be both parents (laughs) like i was thinking about it earlier when i was putting the um the outline together or whatever. And for this particular, th- that particular portion of of this episode or whatever. And I was just thinking about um, Adam and Eve or whatever. And how, you know, Adam, you have Adam and Eve in that conversation from last episode with Devon Franklin. And he was talking about how Eve was already whole. You know, and Adam was basically broken because he gave up his rib for the woman. But that's that's pretty much been the blueprint of what God put out there from Jump. It, it, it's still going on today. The seed coming from the man is basically a, a representation of that rib that Adam gave to Eve to create her. Man is giving his seed and it's creating life. It's creating life. So the mother definitely has more of a connection to the child because it's in her womb and it's just a deeper connection you know you we can't there's something you can't deny both parties are important you know the man is giving up a part of himself which is that seed i mean i don't want to get all deep into it because i want to save that for another episode but that sperm coming from the man, that takes a the, the that point that just shows you right there when you having sex and once the man comes to his his climax and he comes and all that other stuff that he's so tired. It's taking that that is a part of our body that's being taken from us. It's a the amount of nutrients and and energy and stuff that comes from all from that from that ejaculation that sperm that se- those seeds and stuff takes that's a lot taken out of a man you know what i'm saying a lot of people don't don't aren't truly hip to that they aren't truly connected to the the spiritual aspect of this actual making a a life in this world you know what i'm saying because we just be running around here and humping everything and everything is so overly sexualized in in the world that we don't even have a spiritual connection to this actual um, event <laughs> that goes on. But, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're giving up a part of ourselves in order to create life. But that life that we're giving, you know what I'm saying? that That life that we're giving up from our bodies is more connected to the woman, you know? So... Uh, I I hate to say it, but you know the mother is 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 more important than the than the dad when it comes to the actual connection of that child. So the wounds are more much more deeper. I've I've dated women, and I've seen how the relationship with the with the woman that I've dated and their mother has been totally bad, and how it affected them more than it actually affected did the relationship that they had with their dad, and we know how how important it is for little girls to have that relationship with their dad we We know it, and we already know how it is with 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 men, you know what I'm saying, with little boys and stuff with their mother so it it it's just something to think about it's just something to think about hey, it's a taste to consider taste to consider podcast like I said, it's just something to consider. <laughs> Yeah, um, but we got to start appreciating each other, both sides. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to totally make this about, you know, a black man thing, but I am a black man. This is my, my platform. This this is my content. And it is important for us black men to start speaking out more. And that's why I've been saying that I, I feel as though a lot of people have a problem with the with the podcast era but i feel it's giving right or wrong because some of the some of the stuff that these dudes be saying be be wild and it be wrong and it be totally negative and and stuff like that but it's good to have this this these platforms for men to start speaking out because it's giving people an opportunity a choice to choose what they want to listen to choose what path they want to walk down when it comes to dealing with a man and stuff like that so it is up to y'all what choice y'all gonna make hey like i've been doing this since 2017 and like even though i've grown since then my platform has grown and stuff like that um popularity is key and the toxic shit is more popular than the stuff that you You see on the internet where women be claiming that they want dudes to give out positive stuff, but we about to get into that with the next topic <laughs> um yeah, it's this um influencer on social media he's having you on instagram and he's a he's a therapist, his name is care Gaines. I played stuff um of his before, and I referenced him before. And I like, you know what I'm saying, I like the content that, that he puts out there. He puts out a lot of good content, but something that he put out yesterday that I had a problem with. So we're going to get into that. So let me pull up the clip, and we'll go from there. Let me find that joint. All right, I'm going to have to go to external sources to to get it. I thought I saved it. I thought I saved it, but here we go right here. It ain't hard to find here we go all right let me start that over again
9: men are not allowed to have full access to their feelings can i give y'all a great example of that we in the house me and my wife she's pregnant and my at the time four-year-old daughter sleeping her room it's 3 a.m and we <laughs> whoop. the alarm goes off in my house so i pop up I got the handy on me, you know? I got a 30 in the mag, boom. Hit that charger head. gang, I'm ready. I go downstairs, I'm checking all the rooms, my heart beating like crazy. I check the living room, we good. I check the kitchen, we good. I walk into the basement, man, my finger trembling a little bit, but I'ma do what I gotta do. I go to the basement, I peek around the last corner. The wind opened the door to the garage, <laughs> messed up the sensor. Holds the joint, locked it, Whew sat down for a little bit, let my nerves chill, and I said, wait a minute, I just realized something. Fear is a human emotion. Fear is a natural human emotion. If I put you in a hot room, you're gonna sweat. If I put you in a cold room, you're gonna shiver. If I put you in a room that's anxiety-producing, you want to have anxiety. If I put you in some scary s you're gonna be scared. Two of us were scared that night. Only one of us had permission to feel that. Wow. wow. My wife laid in bed. She was in bed. I couldn't be afraid to the point of inaction. Because if all of us were murdered in that house, and Fox 5 came in, first thing people would've said, why he ain't protect his family? Why he allowed those things to happen to him? What happens to a human being who's not allowed to fill the full scope of their emotions? How does that work? How do you function? How do you grow up from one to five being the joy and apple of your mama's eye and as soon as you become a teenager, the issues that she may have with other men, you represent that man. And she could go to resent you just a little bit. Or maybe your father wasn't there. Or maybe he wasn't hugged enough as a child and told that he was handsome and told that he was smart and told that he was capable. But the world around him told him he wasn't shit, so he absorbed that and that became who he was and how he felt about himself. That pours into you too. Nobody in this room is who they are by chance. Men are not allowed
0: and that clip was great everything he said in that clip was was right from my perspective from my experiences like everything he said in that clip i understand because i've experienced it before i understand my father's journey and why his journey was his journey and why his relationship with me and my relationship was with him was the way it was and how it impacted me i understand how my mom's life and the things that she went through with my grandfather with my father and how it impacted me how it was projected on me I understand all of that I understand how your emotions don't matter I understand all of that but what threw me off with this post was the fact that the post was the the video the post was was great. Excellent because it resonated with me. It spoke to everything that I understand from my life experiences and what I've seen and heard from other black males life experiences. But what threw me off, what threw me off with his post was he put in the comment section of this exact post was this, and he penned it. He said, I wish that men spent more time making content that humanizes, humanizes the experiences of other men and less time giving women unsolicited relationship advice. What the hell did that comment have to do with his post? What did that comment have to do with the ultimate message in that post? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. And I had a problem with that. And like I referenced plenty of times on the last episode, like I can disagree with anybody and still rock with them. And, you know, what I'm saying still be around them, still have a conversation with them, anything like that. Because you're not supposed to agree with everything that everybody says. People going to say some shit that make you feel a type of way or you don't agree with. Or your opinions are not going to match or your life paths not going to match. Your values not going to match. You know what I'm saying? That's what life is supposed to be about because we're all different people. We all have different experiences, perceptions, paths, all that good stuff. But that post just that little comment rubbed me the wrong way. It rubbed me the wrong way because I get tired of these people with this popularity, with these big platforms and stuff like that. And particularly people who are therapists. Put out comments, posts, videos, content, whatever out there that provide no context and just come off as pandering to a select few or what's popular in the moment. So, coming back to the post. He says, I wish that men spent more time making content that humanizes the experiences of other men and less time giving women unsolicited relationship advice. Last episode, I talked about how. In our quote unquote community. We all caught up into this independent era movement, this self-love era movement that it displays how we're all for self first and that every aspect of our interactions are transactional like i said i've been doing this since 2017 i started my my mental health blog and I started the unproductive and unapologetic podcast with the guys. And outside of my mental health blog, greatestiamblog.com, one of the main things that I wanted to talk about a lot on the unproductive and unapologetic podcast was the mental health aspect of things. That was the role that I was playing in that moment. So I've been doing this for a while. It's 2023. And like I said, my platform has grown a little bit, but it's now where I want it to be or where I feel as though it should be. And I see a lot of people taking advantage of the mental health era, the mental health movement, and using it for their own gain. I don't want, my platform to be bigger for me to be popular or to me make money and stuff like that. I want to help people. That's just always where I've been. I've been that way since I've been uh, a little kid. And one of the things that I referenced last episode with the self-love and independent conversation that I had, I was, I had the clip that I played was how when you get into when you get into these spaces where you have this popularity and stuff like that, you have these big platforms or whatever, how are you giving back? And not saying that he's not giving back because he definitely does. You know, he gives great content and stuff like that. But are you also pulling other people up or putting other people in positions to give their experiences because your experiences, with mental health is different than somebody else's mental health experience. And I'm not saying this is what he has to do, but this is what I'm just piggybacking off of. Because you can't sit here and say that there aren't men out here that, is, that aren't making content, that's humanizing experiences for other men when they are. You can't just throw that out there Without any context. It would be different if you said, I want to shout out to the other people out here who's putting out this same content and not solely focusing on giving relationship advice. That would be different. But I can't tell nobody else how to do their thing. I can't tell nobody else how to do their thing. And I'm not trying to do that. I'm giving context to the whole content creator era or space because i know there's a lot of other dudes out here that's doing the same thing that don't have the same popularity that he has or some of the other um black male therapists or black male mental health advocates out here one of the other problems that i had with this comment that he put up there was the part about and less time giving women unsolicited relationship advice. That is a that is a a comment with that is just totally wrong and without context. Because we just went through a whole era <laughs> of Kevin Samuels giving out advice to women that complained about the advice that he gave, but sat there and called him up or got on his live every day, every week, every month for a few years. We just had a time where Steve Harvey pushed a whole book on advice for women on how to be in a relationship with a man. That is part of our quote unquote culture Black women only listening to black men for relationship advice. But then complaining about the way that the the person, the man, is coming off when they're giving this advice. Steve Harvey became a millionaire, best-selling author off of this. Kevin Samuels had a popular-ass platform off of this. There's other dudes out here that's doing the same thing that Steve Harvey and Kevin Samuels was doing right now that are popular. You can't say it's unsolicited when the women are putting themselves in position to want to hear this. They may complain, but they'll pop up right back on there every day, every week. Like I got a problem with you making that with making this statement on a post that was so great. I got I got a problem with it. Like come on now. Like unsolicited relationship advice? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. And I would say that to his face. I mean, it ain't trying to be no beef or nothing like that, but he wrong for saying that. He wrong for pandering to these women that believe this stuff my podcast not the biggest podcast in the world or anything like that who is the majority of my listeners women women outnumber men on my podcast listeners women shout out to all of y'all I love y'all I love y'all support but we gotta be real about this Women are the consumers. Women are the highest consumers of everything when it comes to content, material, uh, stuff, all of that. That's just what it is. So you can't sit here and say that it's unsolicited when women keep coming to to listen to it or engage in these conversations or these debates and stuff like that what was the i just don't get the purpose i would i would really love to ask him what was the purpose of you putting that that comment under your post but this is why i say like we all human all these people in these positions whether they therapists doctors lawyers whatever they human just like us so we all have these moments where we want to pander to people, we want to please people, we we feeling ourselves in the moment, and we just we just jump in, running, saying some shit that will heighten that 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 feel good feeling. But let me move on. Shout out to him though; he does have some great content. He does, but I was just perplexed <laughs> by this particular situation right here like it just didn't make sense to me but let me get to you know i'm saying i've highlighted a few black women therapists on my podcast that talk bad talk down to black dudes and i've had this this uh content for a minute and i kept forgetting um play it on the show but this is the perfect time and then it came up right when it was supposed to, so I'm gonna play this content from this black woman therapist that's actually, you know, speaking some some good, you know, for black men. So let me pull this up. I got this right here. It's two parts to it. I'm gonna start with the first part, of course. Here we go.
10: is Dr. Raquel Martin. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, assistant professor, and scientist. And here are the top complaints I hear from black men in therapy this list is not exhaustive but i have found with the majority of my black men that are patients there is some vein of this within their treatment number one and you guessed it it is emotional expression a lot of times i will have patients come into therapy black men come into therapy because it has been recommended for them to come into therapy and they did not realize that they have had a significant issue with affect identification to the point where it's starting to deteriorate their relationships until someone's like i cannot deal with this with you anymore i love you And you need to go see someone or I'm out. Another one is learning how to advocate for themselves and not in the way that you would think. Um, Some individuals, like a lot of my Black men patients, they will describe scenarios where they are objectively being treated inappropriately, objectively being invalidated, objectively (laughs) (laughs) um, are being told that their feelings don't matter. Um, They're just there to serve a purpose, which is either like money or sex um, or just to complete tasks and thinking that that's normal for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're legit trying to find a way to adjust themselves to these expectations and have no semblance, no thought process of realizing that they are more than what they can provide. More. Yes. Numbing behaviors. Um, So, or just feeling numb. I have had a significant amount of black men patients state,
0: that they're having difficulty feeling. Yeah, we just, we on autopilot. I've gone, I've, I've been going to therapy for over 10 years and I've had multiple therapists tell me that I've been living life on autopilot. I've just been going. And that's what a lot of men doing. Like I, like I said earlier, scrape and we just, working and dying and just just going we just scraping scratching and surviving good times (laughs) look this is this is this this is the programming right here good times we scratching and surviving that's just that's the life that we live a lot of us men are living on autopilot and i still deal with that to this day a lot of my life is routine a lot of my life is routine to the point where i don't it's not even a thought I just go. I just go. Like, I've gone through as a young boy without having any type of affection, any type of, you know, um, admiration, any type of affirmation. So that's what my adult life is is has been. I've spent a lot of time alone as a kid. So I spent a lot of time alone as an adult but here's part 2
10: like anything like um using more substances increased risky behavior increased dangerous behavior other numbing behaviors like consistently on video games and like just being
0: like i yep do video not games enjoy stuff sex drinking and i don't know why we
10: there has also been it was to I the point to let me stop the video are going to therapy
0: it was to the point where my mental had to tell me that like You got to chill on going to the gym because I was in the gym all the time. I mean, I'm still in the gym all the time, but I have a different mindset around it now. But it was to the point where he told me, like, you putting so much energy and effort into your physical appearance that you are not putting any energy into the spiritual, the mental and emotional. This was like before I was going to therapy and stuff like that. I was just straight, I was just going to work, going to the gym, going to work, going to the gym, going to work, going to the gym. I wasn't putting no energy into my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health. I was just going to work and going to the gym. This was before I was going to therapy. Now I go to therapy. I got my spiritual stuff intact. I got my routines on that or whatever, my emotional stuff, and I still go to the gym now. So by me putting all of that stuff in place, now I have it it allowed me to have a different outlook on my physical health. So now I don't even have the same thoughts around the the physical aspect of it, you know, trying to compete with how other dudes and how big they are, how much they lift and all that other stuff. Like I got a blog that i've been working on for a while just based off of that that physical portion of my life you know and and how i had to come to um terms with how i actually looked at myself physically and actually how i wasn't embracing myself physically and stuff like that but that all tied to my mental emotional and spiritual health But let me finish the clip.
10: There's also been an influx of um, individuals trying to... They realize something is off. They realize they don't handle certain things well. And they're trying to improve themselves before they connect with someone else. Mm -hmm. This is a thing, y'all. They go into therapy. Come into therapy. These black men being like, listen... I can acknowledge that the previous relationships didn't all end because of the other person. I can also acknowledge that I want a relationship. However, I know that I am not ready for relationships. So, like, doc, let's get it. I just wanted to share this because, yes, it is men's mental health.
0: We feeling as though that we got to be perfect before we can even uh, feel as though we're worthy of anything that can make us happy. You know what I'm saying? Or can improve our life. (laughs) <laughs> you know it's just it's sad man and i see it. you know i've seen it with myself and i still see you know what i'm saying i still see residue um things i still need to uh improve you know things that i still um are triggered by situations and stuff like that where i have opportunities to use my therapy um and I see it in, in guys around me or whatever. But, you know, the way things are set up with us, you can't, a lot of times you can't even say nothing to them because you'll be hating. You know what I'm saying? Or or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's crazy.
10: Month and as someone who specializes in um, black mental health, I want you men to understand that this list is not exhaustive. You can also just come to therapy because you want to have someone to talk to and Have a therapeutic alliance with someone that does not
0: invalidate you. There's no reason to go. That doesn't invalidate you. Yes, because majority of the time, well, I ain't going to say majority of the time, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I don't need to be talking about the trauma or the, the, all that, my childhood and all the things I've gone through. I'll be talking about work and stuff like that and just having a, a space where, you know, I can. Just say what's on my mind, and I feel like I'm gonna be judged after it and shit. You know what I'm saying? But that was Raquel Martin. Um, she's on Twitter, Raquel Martin, PhD. And that that clip that I played from her was from her TikTok page, and her TikTok is um, anything. Her TikTok is let me Do see. More
10: substances.
0: Yeah, her TikTok is the same handle, Raquel Martin PhD. So, yeah, that was a, a breath of fresh air to actually see a black woman therapist, you know what I'm saying? That make <laughs> make black men feel like crap. <laughs> but I'm coming upon the two-hour mark. I had a couple of more stuff that I was going to um, talk about, but I feel like this is a good time to in this this episode episode 102 I appreciate you know all the listeners all the followers all the new subscribers and all that other stuff and you know I've talked about this plenty of times before I get frustrated with you know my my lack of growth and stuff like that and then it this podcast is like one of the Main portions of my life that helps me, you know, grow and evolve and and work through a lot of, you know, things that I talk about in therapy and stuff like that. So um, although I do ask people to like download, share, subscribe, follow and all that other stuff, that's just part of the the tagline, the talk at this point. I'm to the point where, you know, I'm working through not asking, not begging and all that other stuff for people to support me. It's going to be what it's going to be. And what I've learned from doing podcasts is that people outside of the people that are closest to you and that, you know, are going to support you harder than the people. You know, it's just, it just is what it is. So, um, yeah, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music youtube i got the um taste reviews drink edition on youtube only on youtube so episode three i just released check that out um i appreciate you know what i'm saying all the love you know i'm uh, i'm just gonna keep doing what i gotta doing too um god tells me it's time to let the podcast go <laughs> but shout out to everybody it's a taste to consider podcast i'm your host Dirk Silver, and I'm out.